was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the official podcast brought to you by Culture Shock Collectibles and the only gaming podcast that has the words Shaken, Not and Noob exclusively in that order. On this week's episode, there is no fuzzy, but I'm joined by a very special guest who puts the ID in your DQD, the Australian Doom Marine himself, Mr. G-Man Lives. How are you? Good. I like that introduction. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, uh, the YouTube channel G-Man Lives, it's an outstanding, outstanding YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, essentially, G-Man, what can you tell if for people who haven't checked out the YouTube channel, what's it all about? Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a hopeless shill for um, old school shooting games and new school shooting games. And yeah, man, I just like to talk about games that I, I like to play, I guess, and I kind of cover them on the YouTube channel. So it's, yeah, pretty basic stuff. But yeah, it's been pretty pretty fun for the last couple of years, so I'm still doing it, I guess. Yeah, essentially, before uh, uh, Shaken Not Noob even sort of branched out from Shaken Not Noob, all of my gaming reviews, I was essentially just going to your YouTube page and waiting for the review to come out. And if it was, if it didn't match up with what some of the, you know, the bigger companies or the bigger reviewers had actually said, I'd go, okay, cool. Well, the most recent Call of Duty isn't as great as they're saying. It's actually exactly the same as last year's with some slight differences and, and you know, that's giving me my answer straight off the bat. So, it's a really, really sweet YouTube page for anyone who hasn't checked it out. Yeah, I think it's. I think I think they're like a good source for not just mine, obviously, but like YouTubers in general are, are, are pretty good for that kind of stuff because, like, they're not sort of burdened a lot of the time by like publishers or editors looking over their shoulder. I suppose so. Yeah, you kind of you kind of get that with YouTubers where it's like it seems to be a lot more like unbiased sometimes and just very honest and yeah, that's kind of the benefit I think of the whole YouTube scene. I suppose yeah. So it's good that you you've kind of picked up on that. So I guess that's. We're probably doing the right thing then. Yeah, it's not just uh, you know video review saying this episode is brought to you by Coca Cola or something like that, and then going into the review yeah, and or then Doritos or something. Coca- yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Doing Doritos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, on this week's episode, we are talking, of course, our top ten favorite first-person shooters of all time. It's our own personal list, so of course, um, there might be some uh, some some back and forth or some some uh, shade being thrown left and right because I'm sure my list is a little bit different to yours, and I'm sure yours is uh, is a lot better than mine because. Um, for those of you who haven't seen, I just finished Doom 2016, and why it took me three years to do that, I have no fucking idea. So, there we go. Um, but we have got a bit of news to cover off as well. I, I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on it as well, because, uh, of course, y- you cover mainly sort of YouTube, uh, you, you review video games, but you don't necessarily sort of uh, break down any any bit of the news. So, I'm interested to know uh, your thoughts on Ubisoft coming out saying that they're working on Ghost Recon Breakpoint further to give players the the gritty and realistic survival game that essentially we should have gotten out from the box. Um, you yeah. actually disliked the game where I was actually a bit of a fan of it, which was which was quite interesting. Um, for starters, I had no idea they were planning to do that, so that's actually pretty cool. Uh, I also heard they're pushing back Watch Dogs 2, which is probably a good thing, um, but that already had a pretty delayed release date anyway. I mean, it wasn't until next year, but yeah, I mean, Breakpoint, it's one of those funny things, like you play a game at those kind of events, like I played it at E3, and it was obviously so controlled, like what they wanted you to see in the game. Well, they do that for all those presentations, but... The game they showed us was like super hardcore. Like you would get into gunfights, um, you took one bullet, it was like you were, you're like crippled and you've got to like hunker down and, and heal yourself and bandage up. 
And then you played the game, like the full game, and you got free reign, and it was just like, I don't know, it was just a complete mess. And it seemed like a lot of the survival stuff had been kind of dumbed down, maybe. Um, yeah. It, it was it was just a different game to what they kind of sold to us. And it, 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 was, it was clearly unfinished. I don't think there was any doubt that that game was unfinished. And maybe they just didn't want to compete with the games towards the end of the year or something. So they crunched it and they got it out a couple of months earlier. But... Yeah, it was, it was, I wouldn't say false advertising, but it was definitely a lot different to what I played. And it wasn't the experience that they kind of marketed it as. Like, you know, it was behind enemy lines and all this kind of crap, but it was, it was nothing like that, man. You can spawn in fucking combat choppers from your HQ anytime you want. It was ridiculous. It was like you're playing, I don't know, GTA Online or something stupid like that. Yeah, it was. It, it, I found it was a little bit on the path of, of uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I understand when that game was originally released because I didn't play Wildlands day one. I played it probably a year after its release. Yeah. A lot of people were unhappy with it day one, but then sort of a year later, people loved Wildlands and they, you know, they did the Predator DLC and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it looks like they've, they've put Ghost Recon and, and Division 2 sort of together with the sort of leveling up of weapons and all that sort of crap. So... Hopefully, they, yeah, they go back to what you experienced at E3 because, yeah, from what you've you've just described at E3, sounds like something completely different to what we've got. Yeah, well, it was it was basically, you know, you're, well, you're playing the game with someone who worked for Ubisoft, so they were controlling and moderating what you did. So they would say, okay, go to this base and then go to this area, and they were always you had someone else who was always over your shoulder, making sure you didn't have a problem with the controls. So it was very. Like, you had the best possible experience you could have, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. And, and you always find that with those games. Like, I mean, when I played Anthem in Japan, like, Anthem was the exact same thing. Like, playing Anthem before launch, it was so, it was amazing. If, if that was the game that we got on release, it would have been so much better. But obviously, when they can't control the circumstances and the, the scenario that you're playing it in is where it all kind of falls apart, which, yeah, that's what happened again. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if you um, if you heard from last week, except there was a friend of ours who listens to the show uh, actually tried to, to play Anthem on their PlayStation 4. Yeah. And after about an hour of, and two attempts of actually trying, he the, he was not allowed to sign into Anthem servers to play. It just kept coming up with signing into servers. He waited for an hour, mm. you know, tried again, and then it didn't work. So there's um, there's some sort of ideas going around that they just might be shutting down Anthem altogether. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it bricked his PlayStation or something, which would be even worse, but <laughs> maybe the game <laughs> maybe the game's doing him a favor by not making him play it because he's really not missing out on much. It was pretty tragic. That would be kind of cool that if a game sort of tanks, your console just comes up with, or, or you know, your PC comes up with, are you sure you want to play this? <laughs> yeah. Sort of like, you know, when you're closing something, when you're recording or something, it's like, hey, you haven't saved the game. Are you sure you want to close this? Yeah. Sort of the opposite. Yeah. yeah. It's like when yeah, um, Doom would say that. It's like, are you sure you want to quit or call you a wimp or something <clears> if you wanted to quit the game out? Well, some of the Warhammer games do that. When you quit the game, it actually sort of like in small text at the bottom, you know, some of the old Dawn of War games insult you for quitting the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea for Doom. Yeah. Um, you did mention before, of course, that uh, Ubisoft are delaying not only uh, Watch Dogs uh, Le- uh, Legion, is oh, it called? Yeah, it's, it's not Watch Dogs 2. I said Watch Dogs 2. I meant Watch Dogs 3 or whatever they're calling it. Watch Dogs yeah. Legion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're delaying Watch Dogs Legion, uh, the Skull and Bones, which is the sort of the Pirates of the Caribbean, sort of uh, Assassin's Creed 4 style game. Mm. Uh, and of course, Rainbow Six Quarantine uh, till the end of next year slash start of uh, 2022. 21. 21, yeah, 21 yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that uh, Watch Dogs will, will release as well with the new consoles as well as the current gen consoles. Um, and this is all due to apparently Ghost Recon's bad 
sort of release. Yeah. Um, that they're, they're realizing that they can't just sort of, you know, flush the games out and, and, you know, people pick them up, that people are actually starting to have a bit of a backlash now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing about Ubisoft that you have to give them credit for is that they're, they're in it for the long game. Um, no pun exactly, intended. Yeah. I mean, I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. It's, it's probably... The, the game I think I've played most online since like Counter Strike, like the original Counter Strike, um, yeah. and that game on launch was was a piece of shit. It was so bad. It was just boring, and the map sucked, and there was so many issues with stuff. And you look at it now; it's got like a massive pro scene, and they update it every few months with different operators and new maps, and it's constantly getting worked on. And I think the player base now has gone up by like you know five or six what it used to be on launch. It's just insane. So, like. I, I, they could probably turn it around, and I'm sure they could. They've got the resources, so it's it's not easy to write it off yet. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens six months later if they've improved it any. But could be too little, too late, man. Like by that point, no one's really going to give a shit about it anymore, you know. Well, you Ghost, Ghost Recon and, and sort of uh, follows the 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 Tom Clancy family of of you know Rainbow Six Siege and, and Splinter Cell and the like. So it does have a bit of a play base, but whether people will take notice of it. Like I've said a couple of times in the past that Battlefront 2 is com- is completely different to how it was. I've been told that, Originally yeah. on launch, yeah. yeah. So um, sort of I've been going back and playing it now and it's 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 refreshing. It's really nice and I'm loving it. The only problem I'm finding is that there have been people who've been playing since day one to now and they've got all their perks maxed out and they know exactly where people spawn and all that sort of stuff. So it's a little bit of a Rainbow Six Siege sort of hard learning curve again yeah. if you're starting to get back into those games. I mean, I think I think Rainbow Six Siege... It, it, I'm saying that after having played it for like 300 hours, but I don't think it has like a tough sort of learning curve in the sense of like if you're, you don't, because you don't, you don't really need to be good at shooters, I think, for Rainbow Six Siege in that sense, because I'm not as, I don't have reflexes like I used to, but if you use like common sense in that game and you can understand the, the operator you're playing as, you can still get a lot of kills if you outsmart the other person. Whereas, like you say, Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, Battlefield 2, because it's the same shit, but. It's that's all about just being like insanely good at the game and knowing spawn points and knowing the layout of the maps and that. Where it seems like it's a lot more crushing. That's kind of why I couldn't get into what was the last Battlefield that came out? Was it Battlefield Five Battlefield, or something? Battlefield Five, yeah, World War Two, yeah. Yeah, I just can't get into it, man. You just it seems all you do in those games is you just run to the next capture point and then you capture that and you run to the next one. It's just so repetitive. Yeah, I I, I will say yeah. There, there's some of the you know we we spoke previously. There's some um. Rainbow Six Siege points that you bought uh, bought up previously that were really really good. Like um, uh, one, I think it's Bandit plays a lot like Quake. <clears throat> like he has no recall on his submachine gun, so it's sort yep. of like there's that little bit of a game style for everyone. Sort of like how there is in uh, in Overwatch that if you're really bad at shooting, you can just go into being a tank or being a support or something like that. Rather yeah, than and still benefit focusing. the team. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So speaking of Overwatch, of course, there is uh, the BlizzCon 2019 going on at the moment. There's Overwatch 2. Um, have you seen anything, uh, the sort of the release trailers on this? I haven't. I'm not really too big on Overwatch. I played it yep. at, at launch and then um, it's just one of those games. Where I, I found like the whole art style of the game, I find a little bit like obnoxious, I guess, to the eyes. I think it's just kind of loud and colorful and it's just not really my scene, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really follow. Oddly enough, like what I'm probably more interested in is Diablo Four. Even though I'm kind of known for shooters, but like the, one of the earliest games I played by Blizzard was Diablo Two. So that's more that's more sort of playing into my interest than um, Overwatch is, which you would think would be preferable. But yeah, well, that's that's actually the thing as well. I'm not being aware of um, one of the first uh, one of the first games I ever reviewed was Diablo Three for the Switch. Um, I enjoyed it. I loved it. But I because it's sort of the third entry in the series, I didn't find it 
necessarily gripping with its story or, or, or easy for newcomers. Like the gameplay was great, so it kept me involved in that department. But um, for you know, what can do you have any sort of idea of what people can expect for Diablo Four? Because I saw the trailer for it and I just went, okay, cool. It's just it's going to be more of what we got in three, but more of just a, a bit more of an expanded story for those who have been going along since number one. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a big reveal moment if you're like if you're kind of into the series because the character that it's bringing back, um, I hope I'm getting it right, is Diablo's like one of Diablo's relatives or something. I think I want to say like cousin or something. Um, yep. So the story in Diablo, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, and someone will correct me, but like the story in Diablo is basically that like angels and demons had it off with each other to create humanity, I think, right? So the character that's in that is the big chick Lilith that comes back. She's responsible for basically creating mankind, which is why she's referred to as the mother. Um, so she had sex with an angel and created human humanity, um, but she went evil because she's a demon or something, right? So yeah, her coming back is, is fucking huge because it's like, well, this is the mother of our entire race, our entire like species. So it's pretty badass. Um, oh, right. So yeah, it's just a cool moment. And I don't think she's been... I don't know. Remember the last time she was in any of the games? I, I don't think she's been in it since maybe like the first game. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just a huge thing, man. It's just a cool character to bring back because it's one of the most badass sort of characters in that whole universe. So, um, I mean, Blizzard is fucked with all the shit that's going on lately with all this, you know, various things in certain countries. Um, yeah. So they kind of need a bit of a home run, and I hope they can sort of get their reputation back given all that's happened lately. Well, of course, um, the last thing that, or so far, as I believe BlizzCon is still sort of dwindling down at the moment, but of course, they uh, they showed off World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which, yep. uh, uh, have you been paying attention with uh, with what's going on in the world of Warcraft? Yeah, I, I got back into WoW Classic for about two weeks, um, and I just couldn't I just couldn't get back into it. I played vanilla when it first came out for about three years straight, but it's, Damn. yeah, trying to get back into it now, it's, it's like a full-time job. I forgot how slow everything is in that game. You know what I mean? There's... There's no how f- the grind is. Yeah, well, it is, man. It's like I spent a whole day, um, and I got like two or three levels up. And there's nothing against the game, but that's how it's always been. So it's not like a bad thing. But yeah, it's kind of hard to go back to that. You know, I was twenty something at the time, and I'm in my thirties now. So it's yeah, I don't have time for a second job. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, essentially, what uh, what's happened in uh, outside of vanilla, sort of continue with the with the uh, expansions. Uh, is that Sylvanas was the uh, war chief of the Horde. Uh, she killed uh, Sarafang, I think it was, who was essentially an orc leader when Thrall left. Thrall's now back. The Alliance and the Horde are hunting after Sylvanas. And essentially she goes and gets the new Lich King's helmet, uh, beats him up in the in the, in the the cinematic and, and destroys the crown, which sort of opens up the portals to, to heaven and hell above the Ice Crown Citadel. Um, so it looks like we're going into heaven and hell in, uh, in the new World of Warcraft expansion. So right. we'll get to see... Uh, Uther the Lightbringer, we'll get to see possibly Arthas, we'll get to see all these characters who, you know, we know and love that have died possibly return or or NPCs in this sort of uh, this new dimension and world we get Yeah, right, that's pretty huge, yeah So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, I did enjoy Battle for Azeroth, um, but it was just one of those games that once you reach the level cap and you sort of understand what's going on in the story, I just went, I don't really want to spend $16 a month to sort of keep up with what's going on in world of warcraft i'll just sort of read about it and wait for the next expansion yeah 
Unfortunately, it was one of those uh, one of those games. Um, a new game that, of course, has come out this week, uh, or it's come out last week, technically, and we've been playing it, and uh, it's it's been a little interesting uh, in my house, household, at least. Is the Aladdin and Lion King remake has come out for the Switch, the Xbox, the PS4, and the PC? Um, have you played any of these old school? Uh, oh wow! You mean the ones that used to be on like Super Nintendo and that? Uh, well, the yep. Aladdin was Mega Drive. Yeah, of course. I had no idea. I don't have a Switch, obviously, so I wouldn't have played them. But yeah, shit, yeah, they were. Um, it's on uh, Steam as well. I just checked. No way! Holy crap! Yep, yeah, yeah. So awesome. uh, you you get both Aladdin and the Lion King uh, in this pack. You can play the Sega version, the Nintendo version, the uncut version, uh, the demo version, which showed us levels that you know we didn't actually get to play. That was just shown as a demo. So yep. we essentially get everything possible. Um, and essentially, as soon as we you know got asked if we'd like to review this, um, I you know asked my wife, you know, you like Aladdin, you like Lion King, would you like to play this? She said yes. Um, it's going to be a very interesting review. She's going to be doing the video review. It's going to be her first one. And um, uh, I think I might have broken a controller. Um, <laughs> one of my controllers sort of doesn't want to work sometimes. So How it's, did you break it? Did you break it in anger or something? Uh, uh, she, yeah, she was playing it last night and she got stuck on Lion King and she was slamming it into her knees. And I went, you got to break your knees. You got to break your controller. And um, we found that like at some point she's constantly crouching and she's constantly moving left and right without actually pushing anything. Right. Um, so we don't know whether that's a bug in the game or whether that's uh, she's broken the controller. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to give her my elite controller to test that theory. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No. We'll but do yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's out now. Um, so actually, a lot of people now are, are starting to to sort of ask for. We got Aladdin and the Lion King movies this year. Whether we're going to get uh, the Hercules remake game, which uh, was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I on PlayStation. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Great game. Uh, Toy Story, so on and so forth. So whether we're going to get more of those, we don't know. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're timeless, but, aren't they? Like, there's they haven't really aged in terms of the controls and mechanics. It's just it's just platforming. People still play it to this day, you know. Yeah, it's it's platforming. I will say it's it's a little hard on consoles um, playing with a controller using joysticks. You can, of course, use you know traditional D pad. Yeah, I find it's easy using that because the game was sort of built for D pad. But using yeah. it for a joystick is very it's harder because you can't. It's it's sort of like playing Crash Bandicoot, like the remaster with joysticks because. You're sort of supposed to be controlling his shadow when you jump with the D-pad and using the stick. You're sort of over-judging distance and yeah, it's yeah. really fucking hard. Last piece of gaming news I've got as well is the Terminator Resistance footage, which is the new Terminator game coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. Have, have you taken a look at this? Yeah, I have. I was watching it earlier today, actually. Um, the, the I know the company who's developing it made that Rambo FPS yeah, game a few years back. 2014, <laughs> I think it was, yeah. yeah which was so bad. Um but yeah, look, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, visually, I thought it looked really cool, but it's yeah. And hearing the the sounds and stuff like that of the, the sort of the plasma weapons and stuff. Just yeah, there's def- you definitely get like a fuzzy feeling from hearing those like authentic sound effects. Um, yeah, but I mean, the guys walking around with an Uzi, and I, I don't know how they're gonna how it's gonna work in the game if it's gonna be like you can gun down T800s or whatever. But my understanding was that those things were like fucking indestructible, man. Unless you had like a plasma rifle, like you weren't gonna do jack shit to them. So. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know how they'll do it. It'll be interesting. It show it, the the gameplay showed like little spider drones and stuff like that as well that we haven't necessarily sort of seen in in the movies. We've seen, of course, the T eight hundreds. We've seen the sort of the flying. Fuck me, I can't even remember what they're called. The, oh, the they, hunter killers or something like that. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm wondering if we're going to get like the T one thousand as like a, as a boss or, or something like that at some point or yeah. whatever the fuck the one in the third film was called. But like no, this, the this- TX was the th- one in the third film. Yeah. <laughs> we should have had you on for the Terminator episode. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and she had the like a one of her powers was that she could make her boobs bigger. Apparently, 
<laughs> yeah, it was rubbish. I actually had to def- um, defend... Well, not defend. I actually had to... mate of mine was saying how good Terminator 3 was recently, and I was just, like, offended that he was bringing that up. I was like, how can you think that's a good movie? It's so terrible. I uh, I will ask, um, it's it just come out, have you seen Terminator Dark Fate as of yet? No, I was supposed to see it this last weekend, but um, plans fell through, so I'm going to be seeing it this coming weekend. But I, I have extremely low expectations, so I'm ready to be disappointed. Okay, I, I will say, don't listen to our episode because I do say, I, th- I think three or four of us actually say Terminator 3 is is better. Um, oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. That's um, quite a claim. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, at some point I think we even said Genesis is better and Genesis is a pile of shit. <laughs> um, but some people really, really like Terminator Dark Fate. But um, look, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to, you know, the, you know, you've done some Terminator reviews on, uh, on YouTube. They're fucking outstanding and hilarious, but I'm keen to hear your thoughts on the film as well. So... Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like a funny thing. It, like, it's one of those franchises where the more it gets, like, coverage, the, the less cool it gets. It's kind of like with the Aliens and the Predator franchises. Like, the more they do shit on them, it just becomes less cool, man. Like, Star Wars is the same thing. They've already fucked that whole franchise up. Just, <laughs> they just, just need to stop. Like, stop making Terminator films. Don't make Alien films. Like, Ridley Scott's ruined his own universe with that Alien Covenant piece of crap. Um, yeah, and yeah. Th- that last Predator movie was so fucking atrocious too. They just need to stop ruining cool shit. Just leave it alone. That's what I would say to it. Well, they are. I think the uh, the Alien film is going inside the Disney Vault as well. So, um, so they're not making good- it. Yeah, so it's sort of a good thing and a bad thing. So if you want a copy of Alien, or if you don't own a copy of Alien, go buy one now because essentially, as oh, soon as they run out. They only come out like every ten years, and it's going to cost you like eighty bucks when it comes out. So it's mm. it's one of those things when Disney do putting shit in the vault they, they bring it out for a select limited time sort of to buy it and then they get rid of it and it's not playing at like you know vintage cinemas around the world it's it's only available through disney yeah they're gonna run the world someday with that they'll they'll own everything you know what i mean either them or apple it'll be the next step you know what i mean yeah well then you you might need to be careful with what you say on video reviews, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> when i review aladdin on the mega drive Oh, I, 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 I really want you to review that and just have a, have your mic on just so you can hear the the, the get fucks and this. Oh no, studio. dude! Honestly, like I've I've that's one of my childhood like that's my shit, my childhood shit. Like I could, and even if I couldn't get through the level, I would just cheat because I still remember there's like a level skip cheat code in that where you pause the game and just press A B B B over and over and it skips a level. I don't know if they left it in, but there's a, there's a cheat we've been oh, we my wife's been doing um, once you figured it out that you can sort of bring up a, an additional menu sort of like because it's a remastered version it has like a sub menu yeah um, where you can save the game and then if you run out of lives and die you can hit load and it brings you back to the exact point you saved with all your lives and all your continues oh that's a bug um, that's a good bug yeah so essentially she's been getting stuck on fucking like the third or fourth level of Aladdin and I'm sick of hearing an 8-bit version of Prince Ali, so she'll just, like, load it and then reboot it, and off she goes and, you know, keeps trying again and again, so... Yeah, I don't remember it being that hard. I remember that the level where you have to, like, escape the cave was pretty hard, where there's, like, the lava that's chasing after you, and you got to jump over these, like, bottomless pits and that. I remember that was pretty tricky. Yeah, it's... Uh, the, the first level's pretty... First level's easy. It's, it, yeah, I don't know. Well, at least well, my wife doesn't necessarily play a lot of games. Yeah. Um, so it, when she it, saw you're talking about the Mega Drive one, yeah. right? Where you can throw like apples at people and stuff, right? That's that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I know, yeah. I know the Super Nintendo one's a little bit more challenging because it's like an actual proper platformer and you have no weapons. From what I remember, um, you do have a Nintendo version and you've got the Sega version, but essentially the difference is the, the you know the jump button on the controller is instead of it being A or X, it's fucking circle or B or right. you know, whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, but it's essentially the same game. Yeah, you throw apples and you you know got a little magic lamp for your health bar and all that sort and of you stuff. got your sword yeah you can hit people with yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was a great game that's awesome 
<laughs> well, well, there you go. It's, uh, I think it's like 40 bucks on Steam. So, oh, I'm getting yeah, it. As soon as... Yeah, I'm getting it tonight, man, for sure. This is already done. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, of course... Uh, uh, this Steve's episode is uh, is top ten first person shooters. You being, uh, of course, G Man lives. Your logo is the fucking Doom guy. <laughs> y- you are the you know the yeah the Australian Doomer, and you love Doom. You've got to have some great you know lists uh, you know games coming up on your list. Um, how hard was it to actually create your your top ten first person shooter games of all time? It was hard because I don't think I could. I mean, I have like a few that I would say were at the top, but even then, it's it's pretty hard to. Like put it in a proper order, man. You know what I mean. And there's just so many games that I would want to talk about, and I kind of cheated in a way. Like a few of the games aren't proper first-person shooters. Like they're kind of a mix of third and first-person. So I might okay. I might have cheated a bit, but um, just in terms of the games that I could think of that sort of came off the top of my head. I mean, I, I would think if I had to think too hard about it, then it probably wasn't like an absolute favorite. So that was kind of the way I looked at it. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, look, did you want to kick us off with uh, with whatever your number ten is for your your top ten first person shooters? Oh, so, okay, I, I, that makes more sense. I was just going to start at number one, but you know, we should totally count back from ten. That would make way more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So my number ten one, I had um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, like that original. Well, it's not the original, oh. but the original r- reboot for Wolfenstein series. Was that like two thousand three, two thousand four? I think it was two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I re- like slightly recall, you know, Robo playing that at one point and just seeing the sort of the, the sort of the 3D, uh, you know, Jedi outcast sort of style graphics and shooting someone with a shotgun and seeing their organs lying around on the floor. I remember just that level of brutality of it. Yeah, but it was pretty, I mean, it wasn't like terribly graphic, but it was, oh, actually, no, it kind of was, I suppose, because you could shoot people with rocket launches and they just explode into blood and guts. So, yeah, no, it was, take that back. It was pretty, pretty fucking brutal. Um, but the, the reason it was so good was, I think, it just didn't give a shit about the player in the sense of it was like, hey, here's like a dude that's got a flamethrower on his back and now he's a guy with a fucking minigun. Deal with it. You know what I mean? It's 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 very unabashed in the sense of just like, it just threw this unrelenting series of encounters at you and didn't give a shit whether or not you survived. You would survive. Yeah. But yeah, and there was definitely like a grittiness about those games from those early 2000s where they were just so much more fun to play and it's it's it kind of got lost, I think, in the next few years with like the Xbox and Xbox 360 and that kind of multi-platform titles ruining that. But there was just a grittiness from that period, man, where they were just, yeah, some of the best shooters, you know? Yeah, they'd, they'd sort of come out and then, you know, yeah, the, the console would come out and then maybe six or seven years later, you'd, you'd get a small you know, non-publicized re-release of it on, on consoles and no one would really touch it because it's not being advertised anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that, that would be, um. that's kind of, I guess, yeah, definitely top 10 Return of Cars of Wolfenstein have to be in there somewhere. Fair enough, man, fair enough. Uh, well, I think my number 10 is probably uh, the, the very first first-person shooter I ever played, so I've, I had to put it in my list, uh, and that is uh, GoldenEye 64 on, of course, the Nintendo 64. Right. Um, I think it was one of the first games I got with my Nintendo 64. I think at the time, my brother got a PlayStation 1, I got the Nintendo 64. I got, like, WWE Warzone and GoldenEye 64, yeah. and I fucking played the living shit out of that game. I still find, uh, like... You, you know, you get the game, you know, you, you pick up a, uh, an AK-47 and just, I don't know what it is, but even just looking at what a, you know, Nintendo 64 AK-47 looks like, I felt it looked like a fucking pencil with like the wood grain and the little <laughs> tip at the end. Yeah, like once does, you realize yeah. it's a pencil, it's a pencil. Yeah. Um, or the sniper rifle looks like a super soaker. Um, but it was a, it was a fucking outstanding game. I found, you know, they, the developers did officially come out and say it's a cheat to use old job online or not online, but on multiplayer. Multiplayer, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. um, 
that would explain why I had so much fun playing multiplayer because I would play as odd job. Um, yeah, my my mate was the one who used to always pick odd job. Yeah, it's just a, it, it's 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 a fucking I, it's it's probably yeah the the first game that sort of got me into sort of learning how to sort of you know. You, not precise aim, but you know, he could sort of, I think it was like hold Z down to yeah, like, and you know, move the up. cursor around. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the game's so popular, there's a there's a bar in Melbourne that has a GoldenEye 64 booth that you can book out and just play GoldenEye with your mates <laughs> and drink beers and stuff. So it's, Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's fucking rad. Um, yeah. So that comes in at, at my number 10. Yeah, back to, back to you. All right, um, well, next I've got, and here's where I'm starting to cheat a little bit. Um, my number sort of nine one, I had Thief Deadly Shadows, which was that the third game in the Thief series. And again, it's it's not even really, like I'm, it's not even really a first person shooter. It's just a first person stealth sort of horror game. Um, that wasn't the one that came out recently, was it? No, they they rebooted it in I think 2015. I want to say, um, which yeah. actually re- I replayed that recently too, and I, I've actually got a bit of a softer spot for it. Replaying it, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, yep. But when it came out, I think I was a bit jaded, and I think I was a bit pissed off, and I was like, oh fuck them for rebooting my favorite games, but. Yeah, no, Deadly Shadows, like, I encourage anyone to go and play that game because it's one of those games where, like, every moment in that game is just, like, drenched in this really creepy, like, ambience and, like, like creepy atmosphere because it's kind of like a... I think it's like a steampunk sort of setting and it's about, like, these weird religious, like, factions that you have to kind of, like, work with and there's, like, zombies and fucking witches and all this crazy shit... And right. it, it came out around the time Doom 3 came out. So, it's got that like graphics engine with the crazy lighting. Um, yeah. And you prob- I'm trying to think of a game that beats it in terms of just the lighting effects. And I don't think there's a better looking game in terms of dynamic lighting that's ever been made. Maybe Doom 3 comes close, but I think Thief's way more artistic. So, that's a game- Do they have, mm, they have that sort of dark um, horror element that sort of Doom 3 gave off as well with this dynamic lighting? Yeah, well, it, it played to those strengths. Like, one of the levels set in an asylum, you have to go into this, like, abandoned asylum to try and track down the details of this, like, um, little girl that's gone missing, which alone is edgy as fuck. And there's, like, these... Uh, they're called puppets, and they're, yep. like, the, the former inmates that have gone insane, and they walk around... They look like mummies, and they've got, like, all this barbed wire all over their heads. And you'll be sitting there in a, in a corridor and you'll see like the shadow of this guy like walking down a nearby corridor because it's projecting his shadow across the wall. And that's yep. kind of how you could tell that someone was coming sometimes. Like you could see their shadows coming before you necessarily heard them. So it, it, oh, it, fuck it, that. Yeah, it plays to its engine. Like the people who created it are fucking geniuses. You know, they, a lot of them I think went on to make Bioshock and other games after that. So they're still around. But in terms of using its tools to the best, like it's... It's masterful, man. I think anyone should, everyone should go and play that game. All right, and I should probably be uh, also some probably writing some of these down to sort of throw in my Steam list when we finish up here as well. <laughs> yeah, that does sound pretty fucking good. Yeah, it, it's it's scary and it's action packed, and it's as long as you like stealth games because it's pretty slow. Like you're not going to be killing it. We can kill people, but you're going to be running around and avoiding people ninety nine percent of the time. So, but the music, sound design, writing, everything is just amazing. It's a masterpiece. Right. All right. Yeah. I, might, I, I think I might have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, of course, uh, is sort of a little bit hinted at uh, previously just then with you talking about Thief is, uh, is Bioshock Infinite, oh, right. um, which uh, is the first and only Bioshock game that I've actually finished. Um, a sort of co-host friend of, uh, you know, Ian from the Shaken Not Nerd podcast. He absolutely loves the Bioshock series. Uh, and when they when it came out originally, he finished it all, uh, Bioshock Infinite, the original one, in one night. And he absolutely fucking loved it. Yep. Um, and then when it was re-released on PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, he bought the the sort of the Bioshock collection pack, 
he threw Bioshock Infinite into my console and said, you are to finish this. You are to give it back to me as soon as you finish it because I, 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 you know, I need to know what you think and your thoughts and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I found it was a little bit slow at some points, but as I sort of continued on with the game, the sort of the level design, the sound, even the, the sort of the daunting and haunting sort of the whistle of the songbird as it's flying around. Oh, it's cool. Just, cool shit. It's that iconic but scary, but like, you know, if you're on a train into into the city and someone's text tone goes off and it's that, you instantly <laughs> know that that person's fucking rad. Like it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those games that like people who play it, like I haven't met a douche who's, who's played this game. Like it's just a fucking rad game. I, the ending, I will say when it sort of, when I got to the end and, and finished the game, I was really fucking confused. Yeah. So, you yeah know, the I, ending I is a bit rubbish to it. Yeah. Yeah, I turned to my mate and just went, "What? I, I don't understand the ending." And you sort of you're deep diving on YouTube and reading blogs on Reddit and all this sort of shit, going, "All oh, right, now I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And the the game still, you know, got a pretty decent fan base. There's people cosplaying as the as the two twins with the you know the the coin. Yeah. Um, there's the fucking skyhook that can be used as a weapon. It, it's just a brutal, brutal game. And I just absolutely loved it i i love the the polar opposites of the first two games being set under the ocean and this one being set you know far on the clouds and everything's that you know that steampunk sort of design in the clouds and i thought it was fucking rad yeah i've, I've never understood people because when it came out i don't know if you remember but when it came out there were so many naysayers about that game saying it was garbage and it was rubbish and there were legitimate faults with it and ken levine i think is a bit of a bit of a dick in terms of how up his own ass he is with the writing but the gameplay in that, like you said, man, you hit the nail on the head. Like, the gameplay is so much fucking fun in that game. Like, when you've got all the plasmids and you can, like, zap people and you've got, like, the upgraded weapons and the builds that you can create in that game are just insane. Like, the amount of options you have in combat, is it's so much fun. I've, I've never understood people who say that those games are boring, or that Bioshock Infinite's boring. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100%. It had, I remember it had a super pair in that game where you could, like, charge into someone and, like, bull rush into them and smash into them and i upgraded that ability so they would light on fire when i hit them as well so i was just going around <laughs> fucking slamming into people and they would just get incinerated it was so much fun yeah so no i'm, I'm with you on that one man it's a good game <laughs> yeah it was it was fucking yeah it's 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 probably one of if not the best game that um that co-host ian has recommended to me it was just fucking outstanding I, yeah 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 Absolutely. Back to you, mate. Well, it's very funny you say that because I was going to say <laughs> that my next game was Bioshock 2. So, Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was going to choose Bioshock 1 or Bioshock Infinite, but I put Bioshock 2 in only because I thought it did Bi- what Bioshock 1 did, but it did it better because it had... Because Bioshock 1 had a lot of mo- like kind of moral choices, I guess, but they didn't really have all that much of an effect where it was Bioshock 2 had those moral choices where you would interact with NPCs and... You would ha- often you'd have to make a decision, and it would seem like you were doing the right thing, but then in reality you kind of weren't doing the right thing. Like there's one bit where you meet this character who is kind of mutated by the atom, if I remember correctly, and he's like kind of trapped in this tank, um, yep. this giant tank. He's just fucking deformed and mutated, and he's basically a vegetable, but he can, I think he can communicate through some radio system. So his brain's there, but his body's not right. So he's just trapped for eternity. Um, and at the end of doing his mission, he says, like, can you can you kill me and put me out of my misery? And you would kind of think, normally in games, you don't kill NPCs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone's yeah, like, oh, kill me. You say like a dick, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to kill you. Like, you know, you spare someone's life in the Fallout games and you let them get on. But actually letting the guy live was the wrong thing to do because, do you know what I mean? Like, you're letting this poor bastard be trapped under the ocean for eternity. 
instead of putting him out of his misery and kind of, you know what I mean? Like doing him that one service. So it, yeah, yeah. It just seemed like it did what Bioshock did, like I said, but better. And you had, so you could always have your plasmids in your left hand, I think it was, and a gun in the right hand. So the combat was way faster. Plus the yeah. ending, plus the ending to the game, and I'm going to sound like a dickhead saying this. The ending to the game, first time I played it, made me cry. <laughs> now, with, you can you can spoil the living crap out of it because yeah, essentially th- this game's been out for ages. I I tried Bioshock Two, it didn't necessarily grab me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, spoil the ending away if if, if you want to. Oh, well, um, the, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure anyone listening has probably played it, but like the ending of the game is you escape the city, but your what's basically your daughter. Um, she kind of like puts you out of your misery in the end and she like absorbs your energy or whatever, your atom and that. And she kind of takes you with her and then you get to see this like highlight of her entire life at the end or something. It's, it's fucking... Damn. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like man tears were flowing the first time I saw that. I haven't cried to it since, but first time I saw it, it caught me so off guard and it's such like a perfect ending because it's like the, the good ending that you get from doing all the right things. So yeah. yeah. And it was developed by um, Aussie dev team, I think. It was, I think it was 2K Bondi that worked on it. So um, yeah. Yeah, did, did 2K Bondi also sort of go on to make, I think it was Bondi Beach, and then go on to do um, L.A. Noire? I think they did. L- yeah, they, I think they did L.A. Noire too, but I think they're disbanded now too. I think the, t- the studio shut down. Yeah. But they made L.A. Noire too, which was a pretty awesome game as well. Yeah. I did have fun with that one, yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, shit, yeah. Well, look, I, I didn't really think that Bioshock 2 would, would be on your list. I, I, I would maybe think Bioshock 1 or 2, but or 1 or Infinite, but um, everything I'd heard that Bioshock 2 was sort of a it was a good game but it didn't necessarily have that um or at least for me it didn't have that fear aspect of the first one because you're playing as a big daddy and you know you you are essentially a brick shithouse rather than being a a a man sort of in in this unusual underwater world yeah they they kind of compensated for it by just throwing like lots more enemies at you so you would fight like half a dozen people at once because to take advantage of the fact that yeah you're walking around in a giant suit of armor so they, they they compensated for that in that sense yeah yeah and you could still get fucked up in that game. Like enemies could still. I, I always play those games on hard because I find them more fun when they're super challenging. And you could yep. just you just get obliterated if you weren't like using right. your, your plasmids correctly and yeah stuff like that. So next on my list, uh, it might piss some people off. Uh, unfortunately, it is uh, it is my favorite uh, Halo game of all time. I actually don't like any other Halo game besides this Halo game, and that is Halo Reach. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, for people who don't know what Halo Reach is, it has basically nothing to do with the Master Chief. Um, and uh, it's essentially you create your own Spartan, you join uh, essentially a pre-existing Spartan squad, and it's just before the events of uh, the Fall of Reach, which is essentially um, a big sort of cataclysmic event that kills a fuckload of Spartans. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know what it was. Essentially, a you know, friend of mine said, play this. I said, I hate Halo. Not necessarily I hate Halo, but I'm not a huge fan of halo um put it in put it in um, you know created a spartan and went yeah cool whatever and i just got attached to the squad i got attached to my character and i was sort of find found myself that i was caring more when people when my team was being killed on screen than i was necessarily worrying about the arbiter or cortana or anything like that i was actually preferring the world of reach rather than what was going on sort of you know however many years later in the halo series yeah, I remember Reach. Like, it, I don't think you're like in the minority there. I know a lot of people think Reach is a pretty damn good game, and I know the other one, um, ODST, was pretty highly like yeah, yeah, that well was released like a year after Halo Three. Yeah, I, I think I think the Halo games, and I've said this in the past, but I think they're pretty overrated, man. To be honest, I know that yeah. the the multiplayer modes in those games are, are, are awesome, but I think the single player has been blown a bit out of um, proportion as to how how good it is. They're very repetitive those campaigns. And, yeah, and there's just sequences in them where it's like 
I'm driving a fucking warthog now for 15 minutes. It's like I've driven the Jeep enough and just doesn't know when to get to the next thing. But yeah, Reach, I think yeah. I remember Reach being really good too. I think I think there was I played it on that Xbox collection recently and it's yeah it still holds up it's a really good campaign yeah and it's uh, it, i think it's uh it's come to the master chief collection which is yeah like, it is yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. um so yeah I'm, I'm sort of contemplating going back and playing uh, playing it and, and yeah you get to give yourself sort of abilities and stuff like that like you can do the armor lock so if someone's charging at you you essentially put yourself into an armor lock and if they ram you they explode or yep. you can drop a bubble shield or you can have a jetpack and stuff like that so i kind of liked it. it was a it was a bit of fun and um yeah, I, I was a little bit, you know, of course, knowing that the events of the game sort of ends with your character dying in the sort of survival aspect. I was sitting there going, I, I sort of want this to continue. I want my character to keep going with this squad, sort of make it into maybe a, a two games or a trilogy or something like that, sort of to extend out your sort of relationship with the squad. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I found it really strange that I was enjoying a Halo game. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Back to you, mate. Uh, all right, well, my next one is is me just being a bit of a shill. Um, I've got to mention, it's an indie game called Dusk, which is um, just awesome. I don't know if you've if you've had the chance to play it, but it's, uh, it's essentially made by one guy. And it was actually one of the very first sort of, I guess, indie games I like, kind of ever really covered for my channel. Um, yep. And it's essentially just like a mix of um, like all those old sort of shooting games from the 90s. It was made by a guy who loves those kind of games. So it kind of feels like you're playing like Blood and Doom and Quake and Redneck Rampage and everything mixed together. And they worked on it for over like three years or something, I want to say. And they brought it out like the full version, I think, last year now. Or was it this year? No, it was last year. Yeah, pretty sure it was last year. Um, right. Yeah, so they did the whole Doom thing where they where it split up over three episodes and each episode is different thematically. Um but yeah, man, it's just an amazing game. And it's got this soundtrack composed by this dude named Andrew Holschult, who is, he kind of became famous for doing like a remix of the original Doom soundtrack. And I think now he works for its software or whatever. He, he does the music for Quake Champions now. So now he's kind of involved in that scene even more. But um, it's just an awesome game, man. And the, the people who work on it, the Dusk that is, are just really cool dudes and they love talking about the game. So you won't ever find a game that's so like lovingly crafted by such a small group of people. Does that make sense? But it's got such a high level of polish where if someone told you it was made by a huge team, you'd probably believe it because it's just got that level of fun to it and enjoyment. Is this the... Um, I think I saw some some clips and stuff like that on, on your channel. Is this the one where it's like a, a person in a mental asylum dealing with her sort of issues and she's got like a, a book that shoots like blast, hell blasts and stuff like that? No, Is that no, the one I'm thinking no, of? No, that, that's Nightmare Reaper. That's not a good one too, but yeah, Dust came a few years before that one. So yeah, this is okay, where your cool. your... Apparently, the story is you're like a, a treasure hunter who comes to this mysterious town in, um, I think it's Pennsylvania in America, and then you get knocked out by these cultists and you wake up inside their sort of den, and you've just got to kind of fight your way to back to uh, civilization. But along the way, you uncover what they're doing, which is you know tapping into this kind of ancient um, Lovecraftian sort of dimensional power system or something. And oh, shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, 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 so if I'm spoiling the shit out of it, but yeah, it starts off relatively normal, but by the third episode, it's fucking insane, the stuff they start doing in it. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it just goes next level sort of shit. Um, yeah, yeah it doesn't. It doesn't. It goes It goes up and beyond, but it doesn't necessarily, like, jump the gun in that regards of, of, of upping the ante. Yeah, it, it, it manages to escalate enough to the point that it doesn't feel dumb. Like, it's not really jumping the shark, but it just keeps taking things to that next level, that next notch of just craziness. So, 
highly recommend it. Um, yeah, considering it's like 20 bucks, I think, on Steam or something, there's, there's just no reason why anyone should not have played that game, you know? That sounds, that sounds like another game I should be uh, should be checking out. Yeah, cause it definitely put that on rad. the list. Definitely put on the list. <laughs> uh, next one's probably a pretty quick one as well. Um, essentially, it's a big, very, very big popular series. It was a little sort of side game that came out that I think everyone can collectively agree is the best out of the entire series of games. That's Far Cry Blood Dragon, hey. um, which is essentially Far Cry game, but it's essentially sort of 80s nostalgia, laser beams, you know, giant dragons with lasers on the top of their heads. And it's it's neon tech to its fucking tits. And it is a <laughs> outstanding game. And your character is Michael Bean with a robot arm that throws ninja stars. And is he essentially his pistol is the fucking, it's the Robocop, uh, Robocop blast. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a fucking rad game. I remember essentially starting up that game just going, oh, okay, this, it, it's sort of all the cutscenes are done in that like retro, you know, Sega Genesis style. And then I'm like, I'm expecting a side scroller. Then fucking Long Tall Sally plays by Little Richie and you're in a helicopter with a minigun. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this game's going to be fucking rad. Yeah. And it's, it's outstanding. You know, I actually like sat down with, like when I was in LA, I was sitting down with one of the guys in this like restaurant hotel thing. who's actually works at Ubisoft. He's like a really high up guy. And yeah. I, just, I just got to chatting with him. I just ended up randomly meeting and chatting to this dude. And he goes to me, he goes, okay, so you're like a young dude. He's like, what what type of game should Ubisoft make next to like, you know, to be popular? I said, dude, just fucking make Blood Dragon 2. Like stop fucking around and make that game. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with you on that one. It's, it yeah. was fucking outstanding. They'll make another Far Cry game and it's like has nothing to do with Blood Dragon, like the uh, the recent one that came out, New Dawn or something. I can't remember that's what it's it, called. Yeah. Yeah. Just make, the Rage 2 competitor. Yeah, just make Blood Dragon 2, man. You know, that's all you got to do and you'll be printing money because everyone loves this shit. Out of- I've never heard anyone say a bad word about Blood Dragon. I don't think anyone exists who doesn't like that game. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Uh, since maybe you know, Fortnite players, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I can yeah. think of. But the people who don't like it are people who haven't played it. That's That's what I would say about it. Yeah, spend spend what is it like fucking twenty bucks, if not even that, it might even be five bucks now, and just yeah. play it. And it's only, I think it's only like three or four hours long. Like it's pretty short. It's not like a terribly huge game, so you don't need to play it for thirty hours to get your value out of it. So yeah, yeah, that's a good entry, man. That's a good game. Uh, well, next I've got, and I'm cheating again. Um, <laughs> but I've got um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. That's a. Uh, I'm kind of cheating because it is a first person shooter. You can play it from a first person perspective, but when you go into melee combat, it's kind of like um, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, where when you pull yeah, out your lightsaber... I did lightsaber, see your, your video on that one, yeah. Yeah, it, it zooms out and you're in a third-person perspective, which is just done so you can see what the hell you're hitting and you have a bit of situational awareness. But you can play it as a shooter with guns and it performs like a normal FPS. But um, yeah, the reason... I guess I only just got that in the list because I'm probably cheating again, but I've, I've, I've been playing it recently again. It's one of those games where I play it Every couple of months, I, it comes into my head and I'm like, yeah, fuck, I need to play that game again. So I just install it and, and do another playthrough. And it's probably one of the best Western RPGs ever made. Right. Okay. Without a doubt. I think it's just the writing in the game is just so cool. Um, basically, you get like turned into a vampire um, by this random vampire. But the thing is, it's like the vampires in the game, obviously they have their own society and they have rules and regulations. It's very bureaucratic. And you can't just go and turn someone into a vampire. You have to get approval from like, um, you know, a local sort of authority who can say, okay, you can go and turn this person into a vampire. If you don't yeah. follow the rules, you get killed and the person you turn to a vampire gets killed. But for some reason, they decide to spare you as long as you become their sort of errand boy. Um, and you go off and start working for all these vampires around Los Angeles. You go to like Hollywood and Chinatown and the writing in it is just, 
is so fucking cool, man. It's got it's runs on the Source engine they use for Half Life Two, but the facial animations in this game are just like there's still few games that have better facial animations. Actually, the Outer Worlds, which I was playing recently, probably has on par facial animations, but that's That's, sad. That's a very big claim, yeah. But that's sad that a game from 16 years ago probably beats it in terms of how good the... and how realistic the facial animations are. Do you know what I mean? Well, we are getting a a sequel to Bloodlines as well that's, I think, coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. um, I'm trying to get in touch with the people (laughs) working on it so I can fucking play the thing early or something because i'm i'm super stoked about it but yeah it's just it's just an awesome game and it's it's it never stops changing what you have to do like in terms of missions and quests and stuff and it's just that the gameplay is janky as fuck and it if you don't know what you're doing and you're playing for the first time you probably won't like it um because yep. it, it's that confusing and it can be that it can be possible to get to a certain point where you've spent skill points on the wrong things and then you're fucked and you can't progress properly so it's not something you're going to love, but if you play it, I don't know, a couple of times, you'll, you'll probably learn to appreciate it over time. And yeah, I think I honestly think it's just a flawed masterpiece, man, is how I would describe it. Yeah, well, essentially, when the when the news dropped that Bloodlines Two was coming out, and I saw, you know, a lot of people were going fucking ape shit for it. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is. I essentially, you know, without a doubt, I just essentially went onto your channel, typed in Bloodlines Two or Bloodlines, mm. and then you know, I saw the little you know, thumbnail that came up and went, okay, a You've got a video of it. Sweet, I can watch it. B, by the thumbnail, I don't know if this is safe for work because I'm going to watch it when I get home. Yeah, so. you got to chuck in something for the clickbait. You know what I mean? you got to get some views yeah. somehow. So. <laughs> chuck, chuck some titties in there. That's the best way to do it. Uh, my number six, of course, it's sort of talked about briefly, Overwatch. Um, you, you, of course, you know you said earlier you're not a big fan of it. Uh, I, I absolutely love this game in regards to the days that you know i play overwatch um i i play it a lot on my xbox but i've actually just picked it up on my pc and sort of growing up playing consoles and going on to playing a shooter on pc i'm fucking trash but the good thing with overwatch is i'm like sweet i don't need to worry about shooting i can just play as mercy the healer and just focus on healing my team and not worrying about sort of you know dealing damage and all that sort of stuff i can just focus on my team and if someone tries to attack me i sit by someone who can defend me mm. um and i kind of like overwatch is, is great for that like um you know my, my wife when she plays games she does not know how to turn and move at the same time or sort of look and move and all that sort of stuff it just mentally breaks her so she plays as junkrat and she's like cool junkrat's easy because i can literally just lob grenades into a room i don't have to precisely line up shots yeah, yeah. um and I kind of like that, that that's how sort of Overwatch works. It, it can, if you shit at shooting or you, if you shit at hitting, you know, headshots, you play someone else who does a heap of, you know, area of effect damage and stuff like that. Or, you know, you go heal or you go a tank and just essentially block all the damage. And I kind of like that. Yeah, I think Overwatch is good as a multiplayer shooter because I, I think we talked about it earlier, but it's, it's one of those games and it's not meant in a negative way, but you don't have to be super good at shooting games to be good at Overwatch or even to really yeah. help your team. That's why Roma 6 is good too. But yeah, like you said, like if you you can play a healer, you don't have to get 30 kills in a match, but you can know how to play a healer and really benefit your team and probably help them win, even though you're not going out there killing 30 people with, um you know, Widowmaker or bloody, what's McCready? Is it McCready? Is he the fucking cowboy guy? Yeah, McCready. Yeah. Yeah, McCready. Yeah, yeah. What's McCready? Where did I get that from? I have no idea. That doesn't familiar. It sounds like a character from a movie. <laughs> yeah, McCready. Now I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna have to look that up after this and figure out where I've got that from. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Overwatch comes in at, uh, at at my number number six. Awesome. Um, okay. So, well, next I've got. Um, 
And this is kind of a bit more of an obscure one, but it was, I was kind of really racking my brain when I was getting to these last few, but this just came to mind. It was known this forever, which is a video I did, a game I did a video on recently too, which it's, yeah, I saw it, that one. Yeah. it's a really obscure first person shooter from again, like the early 2000s. And it's made by the same guys who made blood. Um, and it's this game set in the 1960s where you're like a secret agent who is basically forced into action because all the other secret agents have been assassinated by like your rival sort of evil alliance group that's trying to kill and hunt you down. And it's just a, it's just such a fucking funny game, man. It's got such funny writing and it's like a combination of stealth and shooting. And it, it's a super long game too. Like the first time I played it, I think when I was a kid, I reckon it would have taken me 30 or 40 hours to finish. Um, you probably right. fi- you probably fishing now in about nine or ten hours if it's the first time, but yeah, super super fun game, like super long campaign, and just so, just still like very funny and very fun to play. So um, it's it's hard to get a hold of because of the licensing issues with it, but um, yeah, it's like that nineteen uh, sixty sort of James Bond style, but um, you're, well, you're not playing as James Bond, but I, I can I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's very apparently the. I read something where the devs said they hate comparisons to Austin Powers because they're like, no, we're trying to reference like Get Smart and James Bond, but you would most people would find it similar to Austin Powers, that sense of humor, like that style of humor and the jokes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's very like that. The, the color palette is is a little similar as well. Yeah, that's why I still think it's good is because they haven't tried to make it look realistic. It looks cartoonish, and that doesn't really like age. So you can still play it, and you can still appreciate how cool it looks. Because it's not, yeah. it's not like a two thousand year old, uh, two thousand, it's not a year two thousand game trying to look like realistic locations. So they get away with it. Yeah, yeah, it sort of yeah helps in, in regards to the aging process. Yeah, so yeah, that's not much else to say about it. Um, I think you can download it for free because, like I said, the licensing is up in the air. There's like a website. I'm sure anyone could Google it and find it within two seconds, but. You know, it's a uh, yeah. yeah, very fun game again. Very fun. Yeah, right on. Uh, my number five uh, talked about it, of course, a couple times tonight is uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it's 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 a great first person shooter game, and the one thing I love about it compared to to Battlefield, to Battlefront, to Call of Duty, any first person shooter game is doesn't matter whether you know you have a shotgun and you're shooting near point blank at someone. If that person has a pistol and gets one round into your head, you're dead. It's it's that pseudo realistic bullet physics in the game that I fucking love about this game mm. oh it's definitely realistic <laughs> it's not shooter realistic it's definitely realistic yeah yeah you know, you know, multiple times playing this most you know, most recent Call of Duty game I've been you know chatting to mates going that's fucking bullshit you know four times in the head and he's still standing and he got me I'm like I want Rainbow you know give us the Rainbow Siege mechanics because this you know would be fucking great and this you know, Rainbow Six Siege should be a benchmark in regards to first person shooters I'd love to see a Rainbow Six style game but with a fucking Star Wars skin on it and just seeing like laser blasters and dust filling the air and sparks and all that sort of stuff. Like Rainbow Six Siege, what it does is, is it does it perfectly. That would be super dope, actually. Yeah, like a really slow-paced Star Wars themed shooter like Rebels versus Stormtroopers. That would actually be fucking awesome. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. So- yeah, I, I, I love Rainbow Six Siege, but I, I, I would never put it in my top 10 because I love it, but I hate it. Like I love to hate that game. I've played a couple of times on PC, um, I, and um, I will say the community is a lot nicer than what it is on, on Xbox, because, you know, Xbox is a bunch of kids yelling at you, but, like, the PC community is very, you know, like, hey, I can see you're level six, you're doing really well, heads up, that window, so a lot of people look through this window, um, and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm finding the PC community is very nice, but it's fucking harder for me, because I'm not necessarily used to mouse and keyboard, you know, precise shooting, um, but it's it's fucking yeah. grand, I love it. Yeah, I've I've... I've can't really think of any other shooter aside from 
like maybe Counter-Strike where map knowledge is like so key to playing well in that game and um, just just playing it over and over and over until you get like good game sense and you can... I think once you understand the sound, the way sound works in that game, you really sort of can take your game to the next level. Like when I invested in a really good pair of headphones and started playing yeah. Siege was when I was so much more aware of like what was happening to the point where... I could hear footsteps and I could, I'd look at a door because I'm like, someone's coming through that fucking door in five seconds. And then they came straight through the door and I just got a free kill. Like it's, it's, it's so skill-based, but it's, it's really let down, man, by some like really dumb, like um, just bugs and dumb engine shit with like, like hit detection. And I mean, the fact that you can, like you can kill someone sometimes in that game when you're both in a gunfight and you will both die at the same time. Like you shoot him as his bullet hits and kills you, like that that doesn't happen. That's that's just so stupid as hell. It should never happen. The only I mean? the only problem I'm finding, uh, I, I, I there was I think it was maybe six months ago there was a glitch going on in the console version that if you had a a deployable shield and you, you know you tried to do something against a wall, your deployable shield turned into your gun. So you would be running around with a deployable shield, but it would fire bullets out of it. And if you tried to shoot <laughs> yeah. someone it block all the damage because the character model is holding a deployable shield so you actually can't hit them um so that yeah, that, that sort of broke right. uh, on on our end but con- currently on xbox people are, are plugging in mouse and keyboards and console a controller versus, yeah, that's, yeah, that's versus mouse and keyboard yeah, i'm getting fucking yeah. destroyed um yeah that's so, cheating yeah. yeah there we go <laughs> yeah no it's a great game i i um yeah, I, it's the first, like I said, it's the first multiplayer game, multiplayer shooter that I've played since Counter-Strike Source, which is like 2005 or something. Yeah. So, I, I got back into it a couple of years ago when um, a mate of mine got back into it. And yeah, I've been playing it ever since. I think it's great. I just think it needs, I don't know, I still think it needs to be a little bit fine-tuned again. They do this thing called Operation Health where they just, instead of releasing new content, they just spend time trying to refine everything that's already Mm -hmm. in the game and people have been saying that they just need to do another one of those and just really fix all the issues. They do that and they update a a map, like all the internal walls and stuff, don't they, as well? Yeah, well, they. I think that's they've been doing that a lot lately with um, all the new operators that come out where they rework old maps, yeah, to kind of... I guess just fix them and update them and the reworks are kind of good in a sense but it, it it really just changes the way certain maps play and not always in a good way and the problem with it too is that they make a lot of these changes for the pro scene because the pro scene is is huge like you know the Rainbow Six Pro yeah. stuff so a lot of the a lot of the changes they make to operators and to maps it's more for the balancing in the pro and the um, the ranked thing than it is just casual players so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, okay, you're updating this shit, but it doesn't necessarily affect me anyway. In fact, you- it might just be a worse-off thing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. help necessarily. Everyone just helps essentially you on the on the big screen. Yeah, it's more for the like I said, it's more for the pro scene to show that they're kind of supporting that that aspect of the game, which is fair enough. But yeah, it's it might be resources and efforts put into the wrong avenue. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. That that game also, it, it, I find it, it it shines at its best when you have a good crew. Of, of randoms works fine because if you're communicating with randoms who aren't screaming at you or telling you off fine but if you've got a good crew of mates and you're all chatting and sort of communicating at the same time that game is fucking is gold yeah you really you really can't play it solo I've tried it a few times like I'll, I'll I haven't played it in a few weeks now because I've been doing other shit but yeah there's been times when I just want to play it and I'll just hop in and play by myself and it's it's a completely different like animal it's just it's not even the same game sometimes yeah. you know yeah. Well, uh, back down to uh, to your number four, mate. Yes, my number four is um, uh, Duke Nukem 3D, and I was I just kind of limited it to Duke because there's obviously there's like a few other games that use that same engine, like the Shadow Warrior and Blood and Redneck Rampage, all those. But Duke 3D is just, it just has to be the standout because it was the first one I played. I think I 
find Blood more fun, but Duke 3D is definitely like the better game, I think. So, yeah, that would be my what number about, four. It's kind of hard to not have it in there. What about Duke Nukem Forever, buddy? Come on. Look, I'm one of those people, <laughs> which is odd, who I actually don't hate Duke Nukem right. Forever. Like, when it, it when it came out, I was like, oh, this is pretty crappy. But when it came out, it was one of those games where people were like, oh, this is the fucking worst thing I've ever played. This is so shit. And I was just like, no, nah, it's just a it's just a shit game. Just take it easy, you know. It's it's not it's not the game that fucking killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Just calm down. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, I think that was uh, you. I mean, you it, were saying something like that about Frontlines Two or something that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, Frontlines. What's Frontlines? It was a fr- uh, Homefront. Sorry, not Frontlines. Oh, Homefront. The Revolution. That's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was a. It's it's a similar case, man. It's and it's become so much bigger now in, in gaming, like that outrage culture, but. Duke Forever was definitely one of those early games where people were just blowing it out of proportion, something hard. Yeah. You know? It was, yeah, it's not a good game. It's really not a good game, but it's, yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing ever made. I surely don't think it's responsible for fucking, you know, killing your parents and shitting on your dead dog or something else like that that people made it out to <laughs> yeah, be. Fair enough, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four uh, is uh, the, probably one of the most recent games that I've uh, finished and thoroughly enjoyed Doom 2016. Um, yeah, good. I watched your video too. Oh, as well. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's it's. <laughs> I, I don't know why that took me three years to to sort of finish. Um, I, I mm. found like the only real negatives I sort of had was I understand the sort of the gameplay, the mechanics, the core story, or not the core story, but the core idea of the game and, and changing too much of that can upset a lot of the fans but the the sort of the progression that the reason for me to keep going in regards to you know closing off the portal to hell and all that sort of stuff like that i there wasn't a massive story element to it um but it just got to that point where i'm like you know fucking I'm, I'm you know i'm home from gym i'm fucking i'm i'm ready to fucking go i'm like i'm loading my super shotgun in i'm just running around being a fucking nutter um and i'm loving it I'm, i found even some of the you know, multiple hours into the game the execution i was doing i was like why the fuck have i not seen this 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 looks great like this needs to be in more of a heavier rotation for executions and the soundtrack yeah. alone fuck man that is one of if not the best gaming soundtracks i've ever heard and it's 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 fucking rad i'm getting i'm getting that soundtrack on vinyl it's it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've actually got it on vinyl. Yeah, I bought the vinyl thing of it when it came out. <laughs> but and I still haven't opened it. It's still wrapped in plastic because I don't know if it's ever going to be worth something someday. So I'm just hanging on to oh, it. Oh, dude, you got you to fucking play that, man. Yeah. No, I'm, it's, still, it's sealed, man. I'm going to keep it. So there's going to be some day where someone's like, fuck, I really want that vinyl thing of Doom and I'll pay 10 grand for it. And I'll, I'll, there you go. <laughs> I'll have like, I'll have like a trip to, uh, to Japan paid for by selling it or something. <laughs> Or I just keep well, it yeah, there, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, this I heard this. I think the first time I heard the album, I was I was getting more you know more work done on my sleeve, and I turned my ass on. What the fuck is this music? And he's like, oh, it's it's Mick Gordon's Doom soundtrack. Haven't you heard? It? I'm like, no. And he just turns it up, and I'm like, he's like, fucking listen to this. And the entire session, I just sat there listening to this outstanding fucking score. And the BFG theme works with any fucking game you're playing, man. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I've seen a lot of memes of that where it's uh, people put the BFG edition to something. It's like when the Guile theme was always used in memes where it's like the Guile theme goes with everything. Now it's like the BFG yeah, edition. Yeah, it's fucking outstanding, man. My, my mate made a joke. He's he's into Doom 2 where he said that when he goes to take a shit, he puts on the BFG edition and just plays it in the bathroom <laughs> to help him, help him get in the mood. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to fault it, man. And and like there's that track in the new Doom Eternal where he's, um, where he's walking through the... Uh, like the Phobos base. I don't know if you've seen that gameplay. Or oh, you would have seen it, yeah. The, the, like the review. You played it at PAX, didn't you? No, we got there and it was... A, they just had the PAX person pull out in front and just went, nah, we're full. And we went, fuck. Ah, bugger. Yeah. yeah. 
it's got that yeah it's got this music when he's walking through this base and it's just like you've never heard music um encapsulate badass in in like music form ever so well before like it's just amazing it just gets you so amped up and then you kind of start slowly building up and then you pick up the plasma rifle and you go down this elevator and start killing shit it's yeah it's it's like masterful man it's it's yeah so you're preaching to the choir dude it's it's a it's a fucking awesome game i don't think anyone there's only one person i know who doesn't like it and he made a youtube video on it and he just got roasted in the comments for some of the stuff he said shit yeah well fuck there we go I th- yeah i think it was yeah pax was coming up and we were sitting in that that sort of main hall with all the fireworks going off and i'm sitting there going i did enjoy doom 2016 and then yeah met up with you and went i think it would be a fucking insult if i talked video games with you and didn't finish this game so i, I think i think i need to finish <laughs> this game and then like 10 minutes after you know in, into the game i went fuck it i'm gonna do a video on this this is this is pretty fucking fun yeah, it's good shit. I've still got it installed. I still play it every now and then. Like, I'll just play one level just for like half an hour and just, just, to, it's almost like a stress relief, man. It's just that kind of fun where it just never gets old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, everything I've seen of Doom Eternal looks amazing. So I can't wait to play that as well. So it's been delayed, but we'll get it soon. Yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of Bulletstorm and I, I kind of like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just, it, honestly, it's, it's probably going to be like an evolution of the, of the genre. I don't know. Like, people are going to have to up their game. I don't see how they can bring out, like, a Half-Life 3 or something after this because Doom Eternal is just taking it to the next level in terms of, like, the environmental storytelling and the mechanics and the way combat feels and the weapons, the sound and the music. It's just, like, they're just fucking upping the game something hard. So, whoever wants to make a big-budget AAA FPS after these guys is going to have some big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, watch out, Cod. Mm. Oh, that can fuck right off, too. <laughs> Yeah, my number three is Fear, which is... Um, oh, fuck that game. I don't know if- <laughs> <laughs> fuck that game. Yeah, it's like a it's like a John Woo, Max Payne-inspired sort of first-person shooter where you're like a special forces guy that's like haunted by a, a creepy little girl. Yeah, that game and it's- is like fuck right <laughs> off. It's funny you say that because I had this discussion with someone like recently and they were saying how scary they thought it was and I've just... I've never found that game scary. Like, it's like... It's kind of creepy, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of creepy, but never like where I was scared to progress. But I've heard people say that they just like noped out of that game and never played it again. I got 10 minutes into that game, and I've not seen a disc eject quicker from a fucking console before. Uh, oh, wow. uh, what was the bit? What, what, do you remember what the bit was where it was like you, you just threw the talent? Um, fuck. No, I think it was. This was. Uh, I think I played it on. Fuck. The original Xbox or the 360. And I like rented it yeah. from a video store, and I put it in. I'm like, oh, this looks like fun. Being a little naive, little. You know, kid and was playing mm. it and then like the first thing that pops out is the essentially the guy you're after like you, you're after to, you know to go arrest the, you know, this particular character and he comes swinging a fucking two by four at you but he comes oh, out yeah. of nowhere and went yeah hits you in the face yeah, yeah. I went oh yeah. this is not gonna be good and then just sort yeah. of the turning around and seeing the little girl run past I've just gone no and just ejected it put it back in the disc went back to fucking video easy and just slapped it on the table and went I want something else yeah so, so it, it got too predictable that's why I didn't find it scary like I don't know because I, I was I, I was really big into films at the time because I was in uni and I was like I was this pretentious like fucking film school kid so I was like I was watching like The Exorcist and like Alien Cell so I was like oh that's not scary so maybe like my mindset fucked it up for me yeah fair I, I can understand that yeah with with a lot of games, like when you play Resident Evil and shit like that now, like after about a couple of hours and just literally facing whatever the fuck is behind the door, you sort of like, yep, when I open this door, there's going to be a bastard behind the wall or behind the door or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I can, I can understand but that. Plus, yeah. 
Plus, the little girl never killed you. She couldn't attack you. So, maybe that's why it wasn't scary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if she could kill you and you had to shoot her to stop it, that might have been scary. But she would just do something where she'd run towards you in a vent and then she'd disappear. And it was like, eh, just, I just didn't find that scary. And and I was too having too much fun with, like, throwing grenades at people in slow motion and that kind oh, of shit to be was scared. Oh, outstanding. Like, you could, you could run up to someone with a shotgun and hit them at point blank range and there'd be like a chance that they wouldn't just die they would just turn into into mist like they would just actually turn into liquid because you hit them so hard with a shotgun you know what I mean where there was just their, their body just turned into like it changed matter and just became a different form entirely yeah they'd be John wooing through a fucking plate glass window and then they'd slowly be bouncing <laughs> off the ground and stuff yeah, and, and I remember finding out in that game, I was playing it once and when I found out you could shoot grenades in midair. So, you could throw a grenade at someone and you could see the grenade in midair, you could shoot the grenade and it would explode in midair. Fuck. I was like, wow. At the time, I was like, that is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Plus, you could catch someone's gun. So, if you shot someone and their gun was like spinning up in the air in front of you, you could grab the gun, change to that gun and then just keep shooting, basically get like a full magazine again. Fuck. Shit like that. Yeah, shit, shit like that was just wow, man. This is this is next level shooting. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Hopefully, we get you know some of the stuff like that in uh, in, in not maybe maybe not Doom because you can't really take weapons off enemies. But yeah, that sort of that sort of yeah, grabbing a weapon in the middle of there like that needs to be brought back into fucking games now. Yeah, there's a really cool indie game. I'm going to shill again. Indie game called Maximum Action, which is it does that as well. It's it's just really super janky. Um, it's basically Max Payne in first person mode. Like it's okay. way closer to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, one of you, you, I think you press F to kick, and you can like kick people. When you kick them, the, their gun will fly up in the air, and you can just grab it out of the air and catch it straight away, and just go to just blast and do it. So, yeah, that's super cool. Game. Reminds me a little That's bit of um, Super Hot. Did you did you, I, I, did you check out Super? Yeah, Hot? It's, it's I did. I, I didn't like it too much, but it's very similar to Super Hot, okay. except in real time. Oh yeah, cool. But Super Hot Super Hot VR on the Oculus is fucking amazing, man. Uh, unfortunately, I, I haven't really played much in VR. I want to get it, but I'm like. Dropping three grand on VR, like just to me, three grand isn't an Oculus like stupidly expensive. No, you get an Oculus now for like six hundred bucks. Oh, don't tempt me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, super hot VR is like it's that it's super hot, but it's in VR. So, um, you, if you stand still in the game, like nothing moves. You can move your head, but if you move your body, then time resumes, and that it's it's so cool, man. It's it's amazing, and you have to physically move to take cover. So if you get down on your knees, you can hide behind like a table that's in front of you, and that. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. It's one of the best VR games like ever made. Yeah, which isn't a hard thing because there's a lot of shit games, but yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. All right, so uh, we're getting down to uh, to number three for me. Uh, it is done uh, essentially. It is it is the granddaddy of all first person shooter games, but it is the the first one of the series that I really loved and I think I finished it in one fucking sitting was Wolfenstein The New Order. Right. I absolutely fucking love this game. I picked up Wolfenstein the 20... No, 2006, 2007 version of the game that was a little bit like an open world, a little bit... I found it a little bit Hellboy-esque um, and mm. I just wasn't a fan of it and then Wolfenstein The New Order came out and I went, oh, yeah, I'll give it a crack and I fucking loved this game. I remember essentially... I, I picked it up, went, oh, yeah, whatever... You know, threw it into my console and, and you know started the first level, and I remember just calling up my boss. You know, six hours later, going, "Oh, I'm not feeling well. I'm not coming to work." <laughs> and then just finishing the game, it was it was fucking great. And Mick Gordon as well on the soundtrack. Um, yep, yep. I found it gave me that awesome arcade fucked up action, but it also had a little bit of the horror aspect to it, with essentially the the giant robotic Panzer Shine fucking dogs, and yep. the the characters and everything in the in the game. I actually really really liked. Um. Yeah, I just 
if you if you haven't played it or you haven't seen it, pick it up because out of the most recent sort of Wolfenstein series, I think this one's the best. Yeah, I I, th- I prefer the old Blood only because it lets you kill more things. But the New Order was like the perfect balance of story and then gameplay, which the New Colossus completely fucked up. Yeah, the the, the, the New Order is yeah. I I replayed that again recently too, and there's that bit in the. I think you're in like an asylum or something and you got to shoot your way out and that the game is so like fucking dark yeah that's the start but, like, of the game i think when you have when you can't walk yeah because you get the shrapnel in your head and that and then it's it's I, I forgot how like gritty that game is man it's got that scene when this nazi guy comes in and just like executes all these like mentally disabled people right in front of you and you can't do anything because you're comatose yeah it's- but every t- every every time he shoots one of them in the head the game like reverberates, like you're slowly coming out of this coma, and it's the and then fucking BJ gets up and stabs this dude in the neck, yeah, and just... fucking rips his throat out. Yeah, he's like fucking Nazi scum. It's like one of the most satisfying moments in like any game. You're like, holy shit, this is badass. They tried, yeah. they tried to do it in the second one where you, you, I think he can't use his legs and you're running around in a wheelchair, and I'm like, eh, it's not as good it's as the first good. one. The first I, one was fucking rad. I didn't like Nicolas. So the game was fucking tragic. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, Young Blood. I, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of that one. It was it was okay, but I found after about a couple of hours, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah, it, it was okay. That's it's literally what it was. It was just an okay game because I, I love the shooting in those games. I think the shooting's super fun. It's super violent and fast paced. Yeah, each round that comes um, out of a gun feels like it's got weight to it. Yeah, and you can you can slide and you can like vault over things. It's just like very responsive shooting controls. The, the story in that was just dumb as hell. Um, but it was just a stupid, shitty spin-off. And pe- again, it was one of those things people acted like it was just the worst fucking thing ever made. And it's ruining the franchise. It's like, no, they ruined the franchise with the new Colossus. So the, the young blood was just salt on the wound. Yeah. But the new order and the old blood, yeah, those, they're both pre- pretty cool games, man. I think the new order is like super long game too, right? It takes like 20 hours to finish or something. It's, it gets pretty long because you, you've got you know, sort of parts where you go to a prison. You don't necessarily fucking have a gun. You have to sort of break a concrete machine without using weapons. And then you're on a train and you have to sort of blend in with, you know, you know, going to the, the cafeteria cart and getting coffee. And then you get interrogated by, you know, Nazi officers and stuff like that. It's It's... It's it changes its sort of its motion from high impact violence and action and stuff to just like a little bit of sneaking and espionage and stuff like that, which I kind of like. Yeah, I remember the point when I knew I loved the New Order, or not loved, but the point where I was just like, "This is good shit." This is like the bit when you're in like a submarine or something, and you your or U boat, and you've got like those shotguns which just fire uh, like yeah. just like the order ridiculously yeah. fast. And I shot a guy with ricocheting bullets. And I shot him, the bullets went through him, bounced off the wall, kneecapped another guy and blew his legs off and he collapsed and died. <laughs> like, so it bounced off one guy, like essentially killed two guys in one shot. I remember seeing that, I was just like, holy fuck, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. That's when I was like, yeah, this is a fun shooter. Like, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what happens with the story, they've nailed the shooting. So Yeah, yeah and they've, they've, I will say they've kept the shooting across board. The story, yeah, it's a little bit here and there, but the actual gunplay is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, my number two is we've already spoken about, it, but it's yeah, it's Doom twenty sixteen. Um, I just couldn't think of anything else that I'd want to put up there, and yeah, that's like we've already touched on it. But yeah, man, it's just a super fun game, and I think it just gets better every time you replay it because you learn something new about you know the little combat arenas. You find a different way to approach it, and you've you use a different gun, and yeah, it's just it's. Yeah, it's about as as good as a modern shooter's ever been, I think. Yeah, I, I do like sort of if you go off the off the path a little bit, and you find those little sort of little Doom Guy dolls, and like sometimes he fist bumps it, it plays a little old school theme. He fist theme bumps them. Yeah, I've got one of those too. Actually, I bought one of those dolls as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, hang on, I've got, I've got it next to me. 
I'll see if I can play because when you press the button, it plays the song. I'll see if battery's ready. Hear this? Yeah. Oh my god. How good's that? Actually, his his fucking head's missing. I don't know where the headpiece is going. There's like a pole on the top. That, that's actually worrying. That's fucking. Oh, before before you know it, you're gonna have it. If you haven't already got it, you're probably you're gonna be getting a doom tattoo or something. No, nah, I'm a pussy when it comes to tattoos. So, and plus, my mom said she's my mom's super traditional man. She's like, if you get a tattoo, I'm gonna like gonna disown you, and you're out of out of the will and all this kind of stuff. So, if I want to um if I want to be in my family's good graces, I can't unfortunately. I got I know a few people. Well, I know a person who's got the Slayer tattooed on his arm. So there you go. Oh shit, that's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Fuck. All right. Well, uh, I think we've got uh, my number two. Um, before sort of getting into number one honorable mentions is Star Wars Battlefront 2014 which is the very first Battlefront game uh, that came out before of course Battlefront 2 which is it's everyone's favourite but I kind of really enjoyed Battlefront 2 oh, no, sorry I kind of really enjoyed Battlefront 1 the original one uh, that came out because it didn't have the introduction of, of heroes and using force powers and lightsabers and overpowered blasters and all that sort of stuff you were a stormtrooper or you were a sniper and you'd have heroes on the battlefield but they would essentially help push or defend certain areas and it was just more of a it was sort of more what we got in in a little bit if you will in, in battlefront 2 story mode and, and seeing sort of what the how the empire is actually acting in battles and not being a hero leading the battle or or being fucking luke skywalker and leaping through the trees of fucking endor and all that sort of stupid shit you see when you play the more recent ones it was more mm. sort of gritty and, and sort of on the ground um and i fucking really enjoyed playing this game split screen with a mate because you know, we'd play you know, fucking uh, Rebels. I'd jump into a Y-Wing to pilot. My mate would get in the back to, to be the gunner and we'd be coordinating, okay, cool, you need to sweep over and then pitch to your left so I can actually shoot the platforms as I spin around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I really, really like that game. I think sort of I, I want to see more of that. I'd like to see this sort of Battlefront, the original Battlefront gameplay, but with, yeah, like the Rainbow Six Siege realistic isn't a term you can use for a fucking blaster space weapon but sort of you know one or two shots from that someone's dead you're blowing holes in walls and you know a, a bow caster can actually breach a window and all that sort of stuff like i, I kind of want to mm. see that sort of sort of the shit you see when you're watching like rogue one or you're watching the, the battle of hoth and people are like flying off screen and stuff like that sort of thing yeah well even the end of empire strikes back when they're trying to escape um bespin and like leia shoots a stormtrooper and he's fucking armor like explodes from like a single shot like sparks go psh, fucking flying out everywhere like that i can see that kind of combat in a multiplayer shooter being really satisfying yeah just like peeking around a corner and just pinging someone and just like zapping them and just yeah seeing their whole body like explode from a laser blast that'd, that'd definitely be cool yeah mm. I'm, I'm i would fucking love that i would i'd pay any amount of money if someone said rainbow six but with star wars and the rainbow yeah. six team have made the game i'll be like fuck yeah fucking here's my money just take it Take whatever you want. Well, I'm sure there. I'm sure there'd be a market for it. I'm sure there'd be people who would be into that kind of thing. Yeah, but people just want Battlefront. It's just it's just an easy sell for Electronic Arts to just make another Battlefront game, man, and you know make easy money off it. Yeah, and it will be interesting as well if if we do get a Battlefront three because we were supposed to get one fucking ages ago, in like 2008, I think it was something like that. That you can go on YouTube and, and actually see some of the sort of pre-alpha build and stuff like that. But there's never really yeah. been a Battlefront three, and that might be a selling point for them. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I sort of want to see someone else besides EA do a Star Wars game. I'd love to see Ubisoft do a Star Wars game. Like, with with sort of, let's have a Bounty Hunter game that's like fucking Hitman or something like that. Like, let's see that sort of stuff. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't think and I don't think they own the rights to it. That's probably the only problem. So I think maybe yeah. EA's got the, the, the joint to do it. So Yeah, yeah Disney's got the, the ten year contract with EA, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Before you get on to your number one, did you have any uh, honorable mentions that you wanted to list off? Oh jeez, I didn't even think about that. Um Jeez, yeah, I would probably have fifty honorable mentions, <laughs> so it's kinda of, it's it's too hard to say, man. Um yeah, no, I'm trying to look on my shelf. I've got like a big shelf of my physical games to see if anything's jumping out at me, but not really that I can see. I mean, of course, there's heaps of games that I would still recommend. I, I, I think people should definitely look at the indie gaming scene because um, everyone always asks me, oh, what game should I play? Like I checked out like Bioshock and I played like fucking Turok. It's like, yeah, well, that's cool, but there's a lot of really good indie stuff out there. Like the games like Dusk and they made another game called a Medieval and... Even 3D Realms, who worked on Duke Nukem, they made that Ion, Ion Maiden thing recently. Or no, it got changed, sorry. It's Ion Fury now because they got sued by the fucking rock heavy metal band. Um, but the indie scene's just, you know, it's, it's just pumping, man. There's so many cool shooters out there that are just developed by studios that no one knows about, you know? And it's just because they just don't have the money to advertise and market themselves. It's a well, shame. you did one uh, on, your, on, your, on your page probably about maybe a week and a half two weeks ago the zombie pig sort of killing game that oh that that's a piece of shit though don't worry about that one no that's that that was like a joke yeah i mean it is a funny game because it's 99 cents but it's not like a it's It's not not an honorable mention list no yeah don't be all i can say is don't be eating a fucking ham sandwich while watching that game because you literally i just dropped my fucking lunch and just went nah i'm good man yeah like i was playing that with my mate and his reaction to one of the pigs exploding he's just like he's like god damn that was that was fucking deeply disturbing just watching this pig explode from the inside it's it's raunchy and gross as fuck man (laughs) fair enough well uh uh, i think i can sort of get a a gist of what your number one might be but for people who uh who might not know yeah i mean it's 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 a you can probably guess right Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to try and guess uh, the original Doom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like I would lose my cred if I if I said anything else than Doom. So, kind of has to be there by default because it's the game that kind of kicked off the whole thing, isn't it? Like, I don't think anyone could say that it's not their number one unless you're just like really cynical and you're like, no, fucking Doom shit, man. But no, it's 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 definitely the game that got me hooked on first person shooters. Like, first one I played was Wolfenstein 3D, but. When I played Doom, I was like, I can see how this can be something that I could do for like a whole weekend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was just the game that kickstarted it, really, wasn't it? It's, I can't compare it to anything else. Well, it's going to be interesting because my number one is not Doom. <laughs> oh shit! Well, let's talk about what your number one is because no one wants to hear me talk about Doom because that's just boring. I've talked about well, it that, times, that's, but... that's, that's, prob- that's probably a question I have. Like, can you recall the first time you ever played Doom or the first time you ever heard about I it can. Or, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Uh, well, the first time I played it, I was in primary school, so I would have been seven or eight when it came out. And my dad was, because my dad was uh, an architect, so he was using computers at the time. It's early 90s, so he had to have super good computers for rendering out blueprints and plans and shit. So, yeah. um, every time he bought computer gear, like, compu- it's funny because, like, gaming in the 90s, PC gaming was very sort of, it was almost like a cult. That makes sense. Like you would, you would find someone. There was no one in my school who played computer games. And when I finally met a kid who did, it was like, oh my god! Like you're into PC gaming. Like it was very fucking rare to find someone. Yeah. So when people, when you heard that someone had a PC, like everyone traded games and shit because it was all on floppy disks. So my dad was always going to the computer store and like you know buying parts and buying software. And and then eventually the guy at the store was like, hey man, like check out this game. Check out this game. So that's how I played Wolfenstein and like Commander Keen and you know obviously Doom. 
was because they would give out the shareware versions for free on these little discs, right? So you got yep. the first episode for free, which is the first episode of Doom, which coincidentally is the best episode of Doom anyway. And then my dad was like, oh, you like this game, so I'll go and buy the full version. And yeah, it just kind of escalated from there. Like it was, it was the first time when you had consoles in the time. I think like the Nintendo was what was out at the time and maybe it was the Mega Drive by that point. But, but you could save your progress in Doom and the levels were super long for a kid to get through. So you'd play for like an hour and you'd be stuck on one level because you'd be fucking slowly exploring everything. So you'd save your progress and you'd come back. So it wasn't like now where you just sit down and you finish a game in a week. Like this thing, you would play it for months. So I guess that's why it's like held in such high regard is because you just associate it with like better times when you're like a kid and hanging out with my dad and yeah man it's like it's it there's so many other emotions connected to it aside from just the game itself where it's hard to replace that with anything else as being like the number one spot right fuck that just that's that just made that's just yeah this is gonna make my number one sound like a utter piece of trash as long as you don't say like call of duty like modern warfare or something i think oh fuck no i i I fucking hate call of duty games i don't hate them but they're they're just rinse repeat with a different skin on every year yeah Um, no didn't you hear the new one's totally groundbreaking no i'm just kidding i i I picked it up the the fucking annoying thing is with that as a side tangent we finished our episode recording uh fucking last week after we finished our normal episode of nerd I, everyone said we're playing Call of Duty, so I went and picked it up, and I put it in my console. It was installing, so I went to work, and then you know my phone went off. Bing, you know you've done your Call of Duty review. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'll check this out while it's installing at home. And then I've just saw your review, and I've just gone, fuck, I just wasted seventy bucks. Yeah, I'm, oh, I was. Oh, I, but I think I think you might, people might like the campaign. Like I just I I think I went in there with too high expectations, maybe, but. That all these other reviewers are saying that it's like the best Call of Duty in a decade and the campaign is so intense and it's so groundbreaking and I'm like, there's two or three missions in it which are really cool. The rest of it is the same old shit where you're just shooting generic looking dudes with an assault rifle and a fucking red dot sight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's arcade fun, but it's you get bored of it after maybe an hour or two. You can't have one of those constant all night sessions with the game. It's no, nah, yeah. it makes me want to kill myself and pu- <laughs> smash my computer screen. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, some of the honorable mentions I've got is Titanfall Two. Really, really enjoy that. Um, surprisingly, Battle uh, Battlefront Two Thousand Fifteen. Um, when that game came out, it was bile shit. But I found by the end of its um, its DLC sort of cycle run, when the when the sort of the season passed real entered the uh the rogue one dlc era it was fucking great i loved sort of getting on and doing the death star missions and the cloud city and all that sort of stuff i, I found with all of its dlc i really enjoyed it um i got left for dead i've got bullet storm super hot unreal tournament 2 and Damn. tom tom clancy's rainbow six vegas 2 um Damn, which that's is the game which is the only game that i got at one point a number one on the leaderboard and that's Damn. that's my only acclaim to fame with that with any fucking video game yeah it's um, a good game but my number one, and I'm a little scared to say it now, um, I absolutely I loved and adored this game. It is probably my favorite first-person shooter of all time because it sort of filled gaps in a movie series that I, I hold very, very dear, and it just gave me a, re- a reverse side of the coin that I fucking loved. And it is uh, Republic Commander, the, the Star Wars sort of Rainbow Six Siege-esque kind of game that you played as clone troopers between Episode 2 and Episode 3 of Star Wars. Mm. And by the time you finish the campaign, it sort of leads straight into Episode 3. And it's a, it's a, I absolutely loved sort of being a commander of a clone team and they're not just random sort of shiny 
you know, clones that just run around and don't know anything. You have specialists, you have a, a demolitions, you have a sniper, you have a medic, you can actually call out orders. And essentially when you're breaching walls, you can go, okay, cool. I want one of you behind this wall. I want one of you behind this barricade. I want you breaching the wall and you know, something's going to fucking come through that. And you actually need to plan out attacks. You can't just run and shoot random things. And mm. I just found it was it was the first first person shooter game that I'd picked up and I'd gone why why aren't people getting on board of this why haven't we gotten a sequel like this is this is a game that it's a Star Wars game but it has absolutely fucking nothing to do with a lightsaber I think the only lightsaber you see in the game is on a dead Jedi on the ground like that's yeah, it it's like an easter egg or something yeah yeah like it was it was fucking outstanding and, and being you know a giant Star Wars nerd that I am when you're on like Kashyyyk you see General Grievous's ship and you're like fuck like that sort of sense of fear like oh fuck I do not want to fight General Grievous like that's going to be the last boss and I'll die and mm. it's it was it was great and and from from that game we've gotten sort of the clone commandos coming into Star Wars the Clone Wars and they're now in Battlefront 2 as a special class that you can pick and I fucking love that game yeah it's um oh don't watch don't watch my video on it then because I, <laughs> I had some issues <laughs> with it I like I, I never played it when it first came out so I think it's one of those games where People who loved it are generally the people who played it when they were like kids and when they were a lot younger, so they've got that attachment to it. Yeah, I, like, I, I was I, a kid when it came out, yeah. Yeah, everyone I've spoken to who was like, oh man, it was such a good game. Um, yeah, I said, well, well, you know, when did you play it? And they said, yeah, it was like a, a childhood kind of game. So I think it's definitely got that association with a lot of people. I yeah. don't think it's bad, but I just remember playing it and apparently I must have had an isolated incident, but I, when I played it, I had really wonky teammate AI. I played a version on, I think it was on Steam, and I've since been told that like the Steam version was bad or something, like it was it was a worse worse off port or something. Um, so maybe that affected how I the experience I had with it. But yeah, I just remember like the AI being really dumb. Like I tell them to do something, and they just wouldn't do it, or they fucking walk to the other side of the level instead of walking to the spot I was trying to set them up at. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that that level of you know, annoyance and frustration. Shit. And to be honest, I probably couldn't I wouldn't be able to remember. Anything like that, because I've, I've played this game as, as a bit of a member berries, but I haven't played it as a sit down and finish it 100% member berries. Yeah, I, I remember that it had the, this really cool thing where you could like press a button and it would like wipe your visor or something. So if you got covered in like alien guts, you could press the button and this little thing went across the screen and, cl- and cleaned your helmet visor, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, having having your, your ammo, your health and all that stuff on the inside of a, of a visor, a little bit like what you get with, with Doom 2016, you're like you're seeing the inside of his visor. Like I kind of like that setup, especially for a Star Wars game. Yeah, I remember it had some bullshit though with the... um. There were, like, enemies in that game that could just, like, melt you within, like, seconds. Those flying waspy things. Ah, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Gene Oceans, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's that's the main memory I have from that game, was just getting melted by those assholes. <laughs> well, um, look, that's, that's probably going to come to the end of our episode. Um, I do, I, I, I do want to commend you as well. Look, you've got an outstanding YouTube channel. Um, of course, the link will be in the description below. But you've used some great descriptive... Uh, terms in your videos uh, throughout the past um like I, you got to close a portal faster than i close your mum's legs as helpful as fighting <laughs> in someone's face to clear their sinuses uh like a group of dota fans onto a bowl of burritos and like a uh, like looking for coins like a bogan at a bus stop you've got some outstanding <laughs> fucking lines i don't that, even remember any of those jesus <laughs> dude uh, essentially like you've got some fucking outstanding one-shot cracking line like how do you think of that stuff I don't know. I should probably turn down the your mum things now because it's get like it started out as like a, a joke thing, and now I'll be trying to say something on like Twitter, 
and then someone will just interject and be like, yeah, I fucked your mum, G-Man, or something like this. So, it's, that one's actually getting out of control. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I'm, they're not, I'll just say they're not all original. I have like stolen a few of them off like friends or I've heard a few of them set on certain TV shows and just reworked them for my own use. So, I'm a filthy plagiarist is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's an outstanding channel. You've just done, of course, uh, the an Outer Worlds video, which is, it's it's you know, like, like you said, the game is surprisingly refreshing with, you know, um, a large amount of games that don't do what they say they do on the box. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly what it says it's going to do. And it's just kind of sad that in 2019, that's considered an amazing thing that we've got to that point. Look, you do some great stuff. Is there is there any particular uh, anything coming up that you wanna you wanna give a spruce to or anything like that? Uh, I mean, not really. It's it's probably gonna like sort of tame off a bit now towards the end of the year. I think all the big um, all of the big releases for the year are pretty much done now. We had Call of Duty, and that's I, th- I think that new Jedi game, Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars, is gonna be coming out like next week or something. So I'll probably try to cover that. But I just want to get back to doing videos of old games. Like that's that's really what I want to do videos on man i'm not really i like the modern scene but i, I prefer talking about old shit so um yeah i want to go back and look at doom mods and half-life mods and you know i'm trying to play through the south park game on the nintendo 64 at the moment do you remember that oh one? fuck that's when you had snowballs and you were shooting off turkeys and stuff wasn't it yeah you can like piss on the snowballs and it does more damage somehow i guess because it's like harder maybe and you get like plunger guns and shit so i'm trying to go back and play through that and the, yeah, uh, the, the, ca- the the alien fucking uh, weapon that made people sing and then explode or something. I think it was. Yeah, there's the hypno ray or something. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, man, I just want to get back to my roots for a bit, and then Doom Eternal will be coming out next year. So that's the the next big thing I'm looking forward to, really. Unless there's some indie game that comes out of nowhere and you know blows my socks off. Um, if people want to find you online, if if they want to uh, if they want to follow you on social medias or, or anything like that, look probably just Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, I, I do shit post a lot on Twitter. I'm a bit of a smartass on, on there, so don't take anything of what I say too seriously. If you see me talking sh- talking shit to someone, it's probably me just kidding around. But yeah, that's probably where I'm the most active. We had a Discord server for a while, but that was yeah, that didn't end well. That was just a cesspool of fucking cancerous people so we had to kind of get rid of it yeah yeah right all right then yeah it's just yeah discord seems to bring out the absolute worst um online shitheads and fucking douchebags that you know reside on the internet that seems to be like an outlet for people who don't talk like that in real life but they go onto discord service and they you know they talk like they wish they had the balls to talk in real life, but if they said <laughs> those things in real life, they get their heads punched in. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I know, so I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, not 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 a good scene. Anyway, that's that's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you very much, of uh, G-Man, for joining us on this week's episode. Uh, I believe next week's episode, if I'm not mistaken, may or may very well not be the Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm fucking stoked for. And there may also be... Uh, shit, I think Need for Speed comes out pretty soon as well, the 8th of November, which uh, co-host Fuzzy is very, very excited for. So, um, of course, you can find uh, this this and many more episodes on Shake and Not Nerd. Um, there will be links below for G-Man Live's uh, YouTube channel channel which fucking check it out i guarantee you'll laugh once if you don't oh, well look you can you can file your complaints through to our twitter account but you know it's not going to get anywhere um well anything to say before we wrap up g-man nah th- thanks for having me i guess it was fun chatting about shooters that's what i'm here for <laughs> no worries well uh this is duty saying remember to, oh, this is duty remember to play with each other and play with yourself